Our scripture reading this morning is going to come from the book of uh, Ezekiel chapter 43. In just a little while, we will turn to those uh, verses there, Ezekiel chapter 43. But we want to begin this morning in the book of Psalm chapter 46. Again, you can turn to the book of Ezekiel chapter 43, and uh, we may read in some other places, but uh, in due time, I feel the need to get to the book of Ezekiel chapter 43, uh, but I want to begin this morning in the book of Psalm chapter 46. As you're turning to these two places, I want you to think about that God is great. And when I tell you this morning that God is great, I want to emphasize unto you, God is great as far as mighty and He's powerful. So this morning, every one of us probably has something that we want to take before God, but what is it that you want to give Him? Sometimes we base what we give based off the, 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 the skill set or what the person's able to do, folks. I'm going to tell you right now, God is great in the fact of... He can handle anything that you bring to Him. God is great. But now what I want to look at this morning and I want to, to, to really ponder on, my heart really sets in on Psalms chapter 46, is that the world is just raging all around us. The world criticizes. The world critiques. Matter of fact, you might even hear it sometimes said that it just crams down the throat a, a lot of things that are against God and the things of God. But what I want you to notice this morning, and I really want to, to, to zero in, and my heart's really on the 46th chapter of Psalm, and in verse 6. The heathen raged. It's not hard for us to hear all the raging that goes on. All the murmurings, all the complainings, all the, uh, the I've had enough, and this is what it is. The heathen raged, and the response of that was, the kingdoms were moved. But notice what happens. He, talking about God, uttered his voice. The earth melted. This morning, I really want us to look at that the very powerfulness of God and how great he is that his voice can melt even the heathens. Now, I'm not here this morning to depict and to tell you the heathens you have in your life. What I am telling you is, there are lions all around us. I have no problem with the lion that's roaring, but what about a lion that attacks? What we have to realize is that there's a cage, there's a safety, there is a place that we can go, and folks, not even the most wicked people in the world can harm us. They can change things. They can alter things. They can expose us to so many things. But what we have to remember about how great God is, is that there is something about our life that we are safe and secure. That's why I want to go back to the first, excuse me, the first verse. God is our refuge. Do you see where this is going? Is that the world is mean, the world is, is angry, the world is hateful. The world really desires to devour us. But here's the thing is that the world cannot do that. They can say all they want. They can, they can roar all they want. And in other words, there's a difference in a barking dog and a biting dog. But we see is that the world may rage and the heathen may rage, but yet God speaks and the earth can just melt. That is the power of God's word. 
I hope you understand the emphasis of God's word today is what happens. But you see, in the refuge, we have to find a place that we can go. He says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Now, we all know what it's like to live in yesteryear. You know what I mean when I say yesteryear? Yesteryear means we want to talk about the days of past when, when things were different. Let me ask you this. Do you think God is different today than he was yesterday? We are. We're a day older. Now, that may not seem like much, but when the days add up, you start changing. God was the same today as he was yesterday. He's the same as he was a thousand years ago. As he was before he ever even spoke life into existence. God is the same. God protects, God heals, God takes care of us and all of these things. But God is not something of the past and God is not just something of the future. Folks, we also serve a mighty great God in the present time. We all will agree. There, 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 there's so many things that happen in our world. There's so many things that happen in our own backyards that are, that are greatly disturbing. We talked about some of these things maybe even before Sunday school a little bit about the, the, the condition of so many things in our life. But I want you to notice this morning is, is that God is not just going to protect us tomorrow. God did not just protect us yesterday. God is always taking care of us. He is always a refuge for us. That's how great that God is. Therefore, he says, Will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea? Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Salah. The ocean is a great, big, great, big place. And if you've ever been out in the middle of the ocean, or if you've ever flown over the ocean, you realize is that, especially in the darkness of night, there's a lot of uneasiness that goes on. But aren't you glad through all the uneasiness that God is there to protect us? We think about maybe mountains, and let me tell you, when you start climbing into some of these higher elevations, it, it can get pretty scary when you start getting high and, and very steep. But aren't you glad today to know that, that no matter how high you are, how low you are, no matter what the, the, the waters may be in our life, that God is there for us? Aren't you thankful for that? There is a river, he said. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early, the heathen. Now, the heathen is, a, is a, an idolatrous nation of people. In other words, you have a group of people that's going to cry out against God's people. And in the Old Testament, we talk about the Israelites or the people of God that was always cried out against. You see today, if you stand up and you try to do what's right, I can assure you of this, the world is going to cry out against you, not just necessarily saying you're a bad person or that, that, that you shouldn't do those things, but they'll a lot of times say, why don't you just loosen up a little bit? Why don't you just accept something for just a little while? It's okay if you step out of your comfort zone and let's just accept this for a little while. You know what I truly believe? If you can do something once, it makes it easier to do it twice. And then all of a sudden the world starts creeping into this an acceptance of things. And all of a sudden we get out of this idea that, that, that God's going to work in the lives of people. And all of a sudden we succumb into the world and all the things of the world. But notice what God is telling us in this sixth verse. He says, the heathen is going to rage. You know what I said earlier about a lion is going to roar. It says rage means to murmur. 
Murmuring. You, we, we know what that's like. People just complaining or murmuring or this is no good or this is no fun. And You know, it says not only is there a nation of people that cry out murmuring, but they roar. Now, I want to, I want to read the definition of the word. When I say here that they raged, I want you to ask yourself, do any of these things exist today? Not only does rage means to murmur, means to growl, it means to roar. It means to cry loud. It means to mourn. It means to be on a rage. The word rage means to make a sound, to make a noise, to be loud, to be troubled, to be in an uproar. Folks, we can stop and look all around us. It is not shy of people hearing the very phrase, you need to be heard. Folks, I hope that this is not translated the wrong way. Folks, the voice that needs to be heard is the voice of God. Amen. The voice that needs to be heard is not our ideas or our theories, but it's God's word. If you remember what we read in the very beginning, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. I'm not trying to take the opinions of man and say that they are not important. But I will tell you this, I, I am deeply convicted, folks, that God's word is the most important word that we need in our life. God is great, not man. Matter of fact, who created man? God created us from the very dust by which you and I walk on today. God created that, formed us, and breathed life into us, folks. The most important voice that man needs to hear today is the voice of God. But yet we hear so often this voice needs to be heard. And, and don't, don't, don't leave saying that preacher don't think you should, should advocate because that's not what this is about. What this is about, it's everything about is, do we hear the voice of God in our life? So many voices, so many things are heard today. But what about God's voice? For it says, the heathen raged. This text that we're reading to you in Psalms 46 and in verse 6 is about God not being discredited for what He is able to do. This scripture is about God and what that He is not to be mocked, that He is He has the abilities and He has the means by which He can provide for us. It says the heathen raged. There is a lot of wickedness today that fights against good. And what I mean by that is, is that there's a lot of wickedness that's out there today that, that is trying to, to take good and is trying to, uh, to muffle it, is trying to quiet it, and it's trying to say that's not important. Folks, today, I pray that the gospel message that's coming from the church will always be heard. You know, we want to hear a lot of things, and I, I think you can really drill down and say, hear what you want to hear. There's a lot of things that we hear, but there's a lot of things that we, I'm going to say that again, there's a lot of things that we actually hear. But today, do we hear the voice of God? Do we believe in the church and the message that the church has, which is the word of God being proclaimed? Do we believe in that very message that we have? And we see that the, that, 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 that the, the, uh, the psalmist is teaching us here, it says, the heathen raged. So I kind of want to look at this like they huffed and they puffed. But what's the effects of the raging of man? In other words, what is the power of the words of man? 
I hope you will agree with me when I say the power of the words of man are only as powerful as we let them be. But the power of God's word is beyond even what we allow it to be. It is infinite and finite, meaning that it is forever. Folks, the word of God is definite. And I want you to listen this morning that the heathen can rage. They can huff and they can puff and they can try to do all these things. We're going to change. We're going we're to modify. But folks, the word of God is what actually will melt the earth. Did you hear what I talk about how great God is, folks? There is no other voice that I believe that can melt the earth outside of the voice of God. Folks, there is power in the voice of God. There is a great God that you and I serve today that has the ability to speak all of these things. For it says that the heathen raged. For they were furious and they began to rise up against the very nation of God. And it says, and they began to rage. The wolf about to get upon its prey or the lion about to go after its prey that, that there's a desire that they may devour. Here's the thing that we can understand today, folks. The world cannot devour the church of the living God. The church of the living God has already been foretold. She will be standing when the Lord comes back. And folks, if God be for her, then whom can be against her? If the church is standing today, then, then we have the authority of God's Word to stand. What are we standing telling people today? We're not getting into just theologies and stuff. What the world needs to hear today that is that Jesus saves. Nothing else today that Jesus saves. Not our works, not our actions, not any other thing, but it's about Jesus saving us. He can save our soul from hell. But you know what else I believe? In the power of God that He can help us along life's way and He can protect us. And notice what the Scripture teaches us. The heathen raged. And it says, the kingdoms were moved. Why did this happen? Why did these things transpire in our life? Hold the thought right here for just a minute. I want to read over in the book of Second John. Let me skip on down to the second John. Skip down to about the tenth verse. Now, as you're reading these verses. Why do you have a lock on your door of your house? It's to keep out. It's protect. And I'm saying that because think about the things that we allow in our lives. For if there come unto you any, and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid unto him Godspeed. In other words, if there's something that's wrong, do not let it in your house. I think it's well documented and it's easily understood. Be careful what you watch on TV. Why are we so afraid of television? Because of what it brings into the household. Folks, there's a lot of agendas. There's a lot of things that are out there and we allow them in. But one of my greatest fears is I see children a lot of times that are given free reins to, to what we call the World Wide Web. And you know what? Be careful what you allow in. Because there's a lot of false doctrines that are out there. 
May we be protective about what comes into the home. And I, we don't even have to begin to think about the power of the home and the purpose of the home. But folks, be careful of what we allow into our houses and in our homes. And he said, if any man come into you and bring not this doctrine, he said, don't let them in your house. He said, we need to keep the houses safe. We need to keep the houses sound. And we need to keep the houses secure and protected by God. And God said, I will do that. That's why he said the heathen rage of kingdoms removed. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. In other words, they can come up against you all they want. They can huff and they can puff, but they cannot blow your house down if it is built on the foundation of God. And God is able to do that. He says, for he that biddeth him God's speed is a partaker of his evil. A lot of times we have to realize is that God says that there has to be a divide that happens. Psalmist, I'm going to go back and read here in the 42nd Psalm for just a minute. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. There is nothing that evil wants to do other than to remove godly nations. I want to say that one more time. There is nothing that evil wants to do more than to remove godly nations. I don't want to say just a nation of the United States of America or even uh, the, the nation of Israel, but I will tell you that every time good tries to accomplish good, evil is going to abound also. That there's always this idea that we can tear down. The kingdoms were moved. So all this evil is coming up and all this evil is trying to tear down. All this evil is trying to destroy. Then how do we continue on? Why, why don't we just quit? Why don't we just give in? I cannot tell you how many times I hear that. Well, there's just not many left anymore. There's just not many that's going anymore. Churches are just not the way they used to be. But the, the thing is today, do we ever just want to say, here's the towel and let's throw it in. Or do we want to say, God, you are great. You have promised us that no matter what the world says, that we will continue to stand. I pray that God would bless us here, that we will continue to preach Jesus and Him crucified. That we'll take the word of God, not the word of man, not the political correctness that our society wants to, to, to impose, but may we take the word of God as our rule that we have in our life and may that be the very thing that we stand on. Folks, today, if you stand on anything outside of the word of God, I assure you, you will fall. But it's the word of God where we find that sure, that steadfastness. It's the word of God that our feet, as Paul says in Ephesians, that our feet are shod with the preparation of the gospel. And all that means is if you're going to go out into a certain area, you've got to be equipped with what you need. Flip-flops are not very good in combat. You've got to have on the proper shoes. You've got to have on the proper gear. Are our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of Jesus Christ so that we go out in the world that we can be protected? And there's all these things that, that do protect us. But listen to what he's saying. He's telling us, he said, uh, he says, the kingdoms were moved. There's a lot of evil that tries to bestow upon us, but God is able to protect us. Deuteronomy, I believe it is, it tells us. Deuteronomy chapter 9, and we'll get to Ezekiel in just a second. Deuteronomy chapter 9. Let's read verse 3. Understand therefore this day. As of right now this very moment of time. 
that the Lord thy God is he which goeth over before thee as a consuming fire. He shall destroy them. He shall bring them down before thy face. So shalt thou drive them out and destroy them quickly. As the Lord hath said unto thee, Speak not thou in thine heart, after that the Lord thy God has cast them out from before thee, saying, For my righteousness the Lord has brought me into the possessed this land. But for the wickedness of these nations, the Lord doth drive them out before thee. Wickedness God can drive out. I think about that when we talk about how great, or how God is so great. Think about the things in your life that God can drive out. I want to ponder right there for just a minute. We all have these giants in our life and all these, these monumental things that are before us. And we feel like that nobody can drive them out or nothing can drive them out. Folks, today, no matter what it is in your life that needs to be removed, God can drive it out. God is able to remove those things. Notice what he says. The Lord doth drive them out before thee. But why does he do it? Not for thy righteousness or for the upright of thine heart. Dost thou go to possess the land? But for the wickedness of the nations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. And that which he may perform the word which he sware unto the fathers of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God is speaking to man today. God is trying to encourage us and God's trying to, to push us along saying, don't be afraid of what's out there. The world's going to, they're, they're going to huff and they're going to puff. They're going to say all these things against you. But notice what, what the psalmist said. The heathen raised the kingdoms were moved. But here's the good part. It's a semicolon, which means this is what they're doing. But let's look at what happens Folks, this is what I, we get so focused on what's going on instead of what the results are. The world is doing all this crying out against and all these things uh, that are contrary to the word of God. But notice what happens here. There's a shift that says, he uttered his voice. I will go on record and I will tell you today when God's voice speaks, something is going to happen. Folks, we're talking about the voice of God that just spoke into existence, human beings. The very voice of God that could just speak to light and light would just happen. The very voice of God that could do all of these things. This is God. You mean God cannot take care of Scott and the things that's going on in Scott's life? Absolutely he can. I don't have a clue what's going on in the lives of people. It could be their jobs. It could be their marriages. It could be their parents. It could be their children. All I know is this, is that God can take care of all of these things. And notice what the psalmist said. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. You know, it's, it's kind of comical. People a lot of times want to have the last word. Have you ever been around somebody that just has to get the last word in? They can just back and forth and that, just back and forth. They always want to get the last word in. I want to tell you something I believe is non-negotiable. God's going to get the last word in. God is going to win. I, it's like the old song says, I've read the back of the book and I know that we win. I've already read that. God has already said these things are going to happen. And notice what happened. It says, he uttered his voice and the earth melted. 
So here it is. God's going to put evil in his place. And he said, he uttered his voice. Folks, when you want to talk about the power of the words of God, listen to what happened. It says, and the earth melted. You take the words of man. You can compile them in books. You can pli- uh, and, and you can compile them up in commentaries. You can put them on podcasts. You can put them on television programs. You can put them, even the words of man, on any kind of legislation that you want. But I'll tell you what I will put up against all of those things. Every podcast, every bill that's ever passed, I will always put the word of God up against all of those things. And folks, I believe that the word of God will always win out. The word of God is more powerful. Matter of fact, how powerful is the word of God? It says even when the world is on fire, the power of God is still and the word of God is going to stand. Aren't you glad today to know that nobody can stamp it out? Aren't you glad today that nobody can burn it up? Aren't you glad today that the words of God, nobody can change them or misunderstand them, folks? The word of God is sure and steadfast. So when we say that God is great, the power of God is great. That he he just simply utters his voice. And the earth melted. Now it would be different if we said... There was this great, uh, uh, when you start getting to astronomy, you start talking about meteors and stuff, begin to, uh, to fall on the earth and it hit and all of a sudden that, that things started to melt because of something combusted. You know what? I don't read of any other instrument that happened that caused this melting to happen other than the word of God. Folks, God doesn't need anything else other than his word. God can cause all the other things to happen, but it says he uttered his voice and the earth melted. Well, let's read if we can in the book of Ezekiel. If you mark that place for just a minute. The 43rd chapter. When it says that the earth melted, there is not an enemy that can rise. I didn't say there's not an enemy that can rise up against God. There's not an enemy that can defeat God. That's what we need to understand this morning. The voice of the Lord in Ezekiel chapter 43 And let's read in verse 2. And behold, the glory of God of Israel came from the way of the east, and his voice was like a noise of many waters, and the earth shined with his glory. You see, the presence of the Lord had been out of the temple. And he said the reason it was out of the temple is they had turned away from God and started going to the ways of the world. And you know what that caused? Do you know what happened when you turn away from the word of God? Then the glory of the Lord began to to not shine as much. You see today when we start getting into all these, these ideas and all these theories of the world. Then we get away from the word of God. All of a sudden that glory and that splendor is not there. But it says behold the glory of, behold the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east. God had departed. And you can go back and read that in Ezekiel chapter 11. Uh, and it talks about how that the glory of the Lord had, had left that place. And you see, the reason was, he wasn't being honored there. So if you're not going to honor the word of the Lord, then he's going to depart. But he always wants to be in a place that he's honored. I pray that every New Testament church hears this very statement. That God's presence will be where his word is honored above all other words. Folks, today, 
Churches cannot have the opinions of a board or a collective group of people, folks. Our governing body is the Word of God. It's not about what society says or the, the, the laws may say this, and I do believe in the laws of the land, but it's about today that God's Word is honored. And he's talking about, uh, Behold, the glory of the Lord came from the way of the east. And it says, The glory of God. It talks about there was a time of departing and how there was a time coming again. It says, And his voice was like a voice of many waters. You see, you can read it in Psalms. You can read it here in the book of Ezekiel. Is that where the glory of the Lord is and the power of the Lord is, you will also find the Word of God. This morning, there's a lot of scriptures that you can read that talk about the Word of God, the Word of God, and the Word of God. And in those, when you find out that the Word of God was present, you find out that there's a great power that happened along with the Word of God. Folks, today, I pray that your Bible is not the only Word of God that you have. I pray that the Word of God is something you carry inside of you. The Word of God is something you walk with. Uh, and you don't just lay it on the counter and say, well, I'll pick it up next Sunday before time to go to Sunday school, folks. We need the Word of God and the power of God every day of our life. Everywhere that we go in all aspects of our life, sure, you would think that, 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 that a church needs the Word of God to operate. It's kind of like saying a bank needs money to operate, that the church needs the Word of God. Folks, we need the Word of God, not just in church, but we need the Word of God in our life. We need the Word of God in, in our schools. We need the Word of God in our homes. We need it in our court system. We need it in our hospitals. We need the Word of God everywhere because I believe the Word of God is, is relevant everywhere that we go. And it says, And His voice was like a voice of many waters. One of the problems that had happened there in Jerusalem is that the Word of God was not important. But yet all the beauty and the splendor became important. I hope that you will agree with me when I say this. You can have all the beauty. You can have all the splendor. But if you remove the word of God, you have removed the glory of God. Folks, today the church does not shine because of what kind of wood our pews are made out of or maybe what kind of uh, aesthetic things that we may have. You can have stained glass. You can have golden altars. You can have all these things you want. But folks, today, what makes a church experience the glory of God is the Word of God. You can have all these things. You can experience all these things. You can have all these things that, are, that, that very well could be, be used. And I'm not saying they cannot. They can be used by God. They can be utilized. They, they can bring edification to Him. But folks, you one thing that is imperative, we cannot remove from our churches. You cannot remove from our life. And that is the Word of God. How, how good uh, is God? How great is God? How powerful is God? We see here it says, And the voice was like many waters. And it says, And the earth shined with His glory. How many people has a, a dark, sinful life that needs to have the glory of God shed abroad in it? There's, there's a lot of these things, and I, I know that they do. I pray today that the Word of God would illuminate in a dark and sinful world right here in this little plot of land in Carroll County, Tennessee. 
I'm going to go a little further than that. I pray that the word and the truth of God may continue to shine out, not only across our state, but I'm praying all across the world that the love and the light of our glorious gospel of Jesus Christ might continue to illuminate and we stand upon the word of God. But I pray today that not only would it just illuminate here, but I pray that God's word would, would, would take all of those that are in darkness today, look to God's word, turn to God's word, and he'll protect you. For I'm going to go back to the book of Psalms for just a minute. And I'm going to close in just a little bit. For it says, God is our refuge, in verse 1, a strength, a very present help in trouble. He is not only available, He is abundantly available. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, Though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. In other words, there's some pretty harsh things going on, but I'm not going to deviate from that. For I'm going to close reading that sixth verse one more time. The heathen raged. They huffed and they puffed. Kingdoms. In other words, legal authority said, well, we better change what we're doing. Kingdoms were moved. But he uttered his voice. And the earth melted. Folks, I hope you all would join with me when I say there is power in the word of God. The lion can roar. The dogs can bark. Whatever happens. But you know what? Just like I believe old Daniel laid amongst the lions, they could make all the noises they wanted, but he knew that they could not harm him. You know what today, folks? The world today cannot harm the truth and the word of God. They can do all they want to to stamp it out, but it's going to stand. And I pray today that we all take the word of God and take it with us and realize that God is great. No matter what it is we face, he can help us to overcome that. I want us to get a song this morning.